Welcome to Dr. Eitner's Super Reads. One book, two minutes, and three takeaways that you can apply to your classroom, school, or district. Let's get right to it. Here's Superintendent Eitner. Welcome back to Super Reads, and as always, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this five-minute podcast. It's Jay, and I'm coming to you from home. In fact, I think everybody's home right now with this wild pandemic. I'm hoping everybody is well and safe that's listening. And the book I'm reviewing for this podcast has to deal with superintendents and those aspiring to be one. This is the Superintendent's Planner. In 2009, Corin Press published the Superintendent's Planner, which was penned by seven former superintendents. Here's a fun fact. Once you're a superintendent, nobody could ever take that away from you, and you'll always be a superintendent. Prior to COVID, there was a calendar in education that everybody stuck to, to an extent. While today's times literally change by the day, it's still important to have some kind of grounding as to what you should be doing and what's happening versus what is supposed to be happening. Let's face it, superintendents need to switch gears just like any other person in education. It's like that lesson that you're teaching and it bombs halfway through and you switch on the fly. Chapter one starts off naturally with welcome to the superintendency. Some quotes and quips, how to build relationships, how to plan, communicate, and how to coach and monitor. Quite a bit for one chapter, but it all needs to be said if you're beginning the next step in your career. There's no other job like this and you'll understand once you sit in the big chair, like on the first day. The rest of the chapters are chunked in two-month increments. One thing that all U.S. districts can share is that the new school year starts July 1st. The July and August chapter focuses on your well-being as well as getting things in order. Like the rest of the chapters, there are main topics and a key actions list that accompanies and lays out several things you should be doing or looking at in a time frame. This is beneficial because you may think you got it all down, but mentioning these other components may give you additional insight. July and August also focuses on your well-being. September and October focuses on speaking about the honeymoon period and how that's eventually going to end. And believe me, it does. November, December talk about the meeting with stakeholders and celebrating the holidays in a way that students and employees shine. January and February talk about the major budget rollouts and planning for the following year. March and April focuses on how to stay strong, face the challenges, and you're gonna end with May and June being times for celebration. These are two final chapters for what I consider to be one of the most effective tools for both novice and seasoned superintendents. There's a chapter on what is routine versus what is expected, and then a chapter on crises, the unexpected caveats and musings, something very much applicable to the COVID-19 pandemic. This chapter is great because it helps you categorize, like the rest of the book, events including serious big events and serious issues that catch you off guard, smaller things that range from annoying to funny, and a whole section dedicated to wrongful things, as well as section dedicated to wonderful things. The book ends with a 46-page resource section that covers just about any and every superintendent issue via checklist or tick sheet with guidelines. This book belongs on the shelf of every superintendent and should be issued in grad school. Get it and thank me later. Now for three takeaways. Takeaway number one, reflection at the end of the chapter. 
Yes, a lot of the books that I've covered have reflection pieces at the end of the chapter, but this is different because all of the superintendents that contributed contribute a little tidbit. It's really cool because it gives you different perspectives of these superintendents. And these superintendents come from K-8, K-12, uh, public, private, and rural, urban, and suburban districts. So very cool to get the perspective from each of them because it's definitely different. Uh, two, key actions. This is going to give you a list, again, of what to do or what you should be doing. Now, every district's different, but like all things, this gives you a general idea of what you should be doing. I mean, you can be using it word for word, or like anything else, you can modify it so that it fits what you're doing. And three, authors speak from their experiences. Uh, kind of like the reflection piece, but you will see weaved throughout the book that authors share uh, their war stories. And believe me, you get a ton of them. You get a ton of them in the education field altogether, but the war stories in the big chair, it's nothing like it. That wraps it up for this episode. As always, reach out to me on social media. You can reach out to me at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Telegram, or even Voxer, all under the name of Eitner EDU. Until next time we meet, onward.